Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with the Raptors Digest. Riker, the Toronto Raptors made a move and you know what that means, there's some breaking news so we're going to play that segment. Riker, people have been asking, specifically the the people not on the tank wagon, as you and I have jumped on in the past couple weeks, they've been asking for the Toronto Raptors to get a center, and with that devastating loss, or the massive loss, it wasn't really devastating for us, the Raptors went out and signed Freddie Gillespie from uh, from the G League. He's a 6'9", 250-pound center, rebounder, shot blocker. What are your initial impressions from what you've seen of him in looking at the highlights and looking at his story? Before we get into that, Ben, do you think that losing against the Los Angeles Lakers in the fashion that they did with no Drummond, no Anthony Davis, Montrezl Harrell getting ejected at the very beginning, was that the final tipping point? Not after getting decimated by the Pistons, the historical winning most Houston Rockets, losing against the Timberwolves, having complaints by fans all season long saying we need a center, not getting any center in the Norman Pay trial. Do you th- in the Norman Powell trade? Do you think that losing against the Lakers was the final straw? Is that why he's getting picked up? Yes. That was the final straw. <laughs> Masai Ujiri saw Marcus look like Hakeem Olajuwon back to prime form against this Toronto Raptors team. He said, enough's enough. Even if we're still tanking, we need someone there. But he's got a really interesting story. But what, what are your takeaways from, uh, from Freddie? I'm watching his highlight reel live time. I would assume most people are the same as us. Unless you follow, follow college basketball, this guy has probably never been high on your radar. So we, we dug into the facts a little bit, and there's some things that are promising. Now, if you are on the side that the Raptors should tank, such as we are, maybe you're a little bit worried that this guy might come <laughs> in and actually be an impact player, given how slow Aaron Bain seems to get take to get into the game and how undersized Boucher is as a big so my initial thoughts are this guy might actually help us win Ben <laughs> yeah no it's a very interesting player because obviously rebounding is a big issue if we uh his stats currently in the G League bubble he averaged 11 points per game and 10 rebounds doesn't shoot threes he's a hustle player and he has a really cool story record because he's a guy in high school, was only 5'11 or so, grew, he's 6'9 at this point, as I just mentioned, but didn't make his JV team. Now, he was coming off of a, an ACL injury, which I know it's a, it's a brutal injury to come back from, so I'm sure that played a role, especially for a guy that relies on his athleticism. But then, after his high school season, played some Division three basketball. Every team, it seems, he's been on, he's fought for minutes and made his way to the next level. Then he went to Baylor, who... Did, they won the NCAA tournament this year, right? Yeah, so yep. he made he was on their squad last season, and he went on there as a walk-on, made that squad, and he was a he was a guy that became a leader. He was on the bench, and then last season he got the starting unit. He became he won a bunch of awards in college, and they were projected to win last season as well. They were favorites in the NCAA. You and I don't follow it too closely, but. Went undrafted, got picked up by the Dallas Mavericks in the draft this year, or, or uh, he went undrafted and then got signed to a preseason contract with the Mavericks, got waived, I think he played in one preseason game, and then balled out in the G League, and now the Toronto Raptors are giving him a shot. So that's his story, I should have had his image up. He's got cool hair too, he's a big guy, you know, maybe not the tallest, but he's a bigger, heavier set guy, muscular, right, the hair's flowing. I think he could be a really interesting pickup, Riker. 
Ben, we've people have been begging for Precious Achua if there was a heat trade that had to have come through with Kyle mm. Lowry. They've been pestering us come uh, trade deadline to maybe make a move for Rashawn Holmes. We didn't get either of those guys, but they do have similar hair, so we can at least <laughs> take a sigh of relief that we have somebody with the long, the long hair at the center position. But Ben, there is a couple of things that are intriguing. Again, he's six nine, mm-hmm. but he's very big. He has a lot of weight on him for that size. And yeah, you're playing in the G League. The competition isn't as the same as it is when you step up and take the next step to the pros, but. In 28 minutes, 2.3 blocks per game, Yeah, right? That That's pretty impressive. 10 rebounds per game. It's really those things. It's interior defense and rebounding that is the glaring hole for the Raptors. Now, all, obviously also bench scoring, but you look at that most recent loss against the Lakers, they got they hit almost all of their threes, but it still became a contest towards the end. They brought it within 10 points, 9 points, I believe, the Toronto Raptors. So if you had to have had a more solid interior defensive presence, stop those layups, maybe got a couple more rebounds, got into transition a little bit more. Maybe they wouldn't have lost that game, right? There's a couple of games that we looked at this season where they definitely would have won if yeah. they had a, a an inside presence at the bare minimum, which they currently don't have. So this guy, he might come in and get minutes, and he might actually be nice, Ben. Well, I just played the Aaron Baines segment and Riker. Do you think he could come in and potentially steal minutes there? Obviously, he's on a 10-day contract, and I think – the real, we joked the Lakers loss at the beginning of the podcast, but I think the biggest reason Masai Jerry's bringing in people right now, we have those roster spots available, is currently the whole team is out with injuries. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Mc, I don't know if McCaw's back, but Watson's still out. We have a bunch of guys on the bench still not going to be available for the next game against the Bulls. So we need to fill up those roster positions. I think we only had eight guys on the bench last one, and Jalen Harris, I don't even know if he was dressed, so... That's a, that's a situation where the Raptors just need bodies, and specifically in the front court, that's going to be a, essential for this team. And he's only 23 years old, so taking a flyer on a guy that has overcome the odds, this is almost an extreme story, as a guy that didn't make his JV team, right, that point, and still was a walk-on to, to stories, the bet-on-yourself sort of style that the, a lot of Toronto Raptors players have, Right, Fred Van Vliet was a college superstar. He made those runs with uh, Wichita State, I believe. He was known. He was a, a guy that was highly regarded as NCAA, even though he went undrafted. Right, This guy was a walk-on and made his name known on Baylor and stuff. So if he's overcoming the odds, overcoming ACL injuries, overcoming all of this, then maybe that's a guy that you can sort of bet on as Masai Ujiri that he's going to improve because he's certainly had rapid improvements since his high school career. He's going to bring the energy. He's going to develop this game. Obviously, we haven't seen him play live games. We've just checked out highlight tapes, and we're excited to see what he can actually do in the NBA. But if he can sort of refine his skill set around being an energy player, that's all Siakam was when he came into the league. So I don't want to put up... Siakam, a lot of people have been trashing on him this season, but still, he was all NBA second team. I don't want to put those level of expectations on a guy resigning for a 10-day contract, but still, it's a it's a really interesting sort of signing. I love those energy defensive guys because the Raptors usually find a way, whether it's in the 905 for a couple seasons or being in the deep bench, they usually find a way to develop them and carve out somewhat of a role in the NBA. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's not he will be nice. It's he could be nice. Yeah, he exactly. could be nice. 
and we're not even saying he could be great, whatever. He's just a guy who will come in. Mm-hmm. And your initial question was, could he steal minutes? The answer is absolutely yes. yes. And this doesn't need to be an Aaron Baines bashing pod or an Aaron Baines hating pod, but general consensus among fandom. And I would assure that front office is thinking the same is that once you have the chance to move on and move up from Aaron Baines, you're going to do that. And he's, you know, he plays not consistent minutes. So that's the issue is he doesn't, he doesn't have a good sample set to be like Aaron Baines is getting 28 minutes consistently, but he's not, he's when he gets 20 minutes or more, he's not getting 10 rebounds. He's not get he gets blocks every now and then Ben over his last 10 games. He's only had two games where he had blocks at all. Right. So the defense has been, suspicious it's been questionable at times it's drawn a lot of ire from our fan base his rebounding right los angeles he only had three defensive rebounds in that okc loss he played i think he played 21 minutes he only had two total rebounds like aaron baines has just been so incredibly up and down so if this guy is going to come in and his intention is to get more than a 10-day contract if it's to get extended if it's to get a couple of minutes right i don't see boucher being his primary competition because boucher can stretch the floor you've said it a bunch of times he's really a stretch four right he's really a power forward just because of his skill set uh and his ability is more quick he's more mobile this guy he's coming in to compete at the five and the only five is aaron baines right now and if he can just come in rebound block some shots he's absolutely going to steal minutes yeah the thing about it is because Clearly, from what we've seen, a shot blocker, a rebounder, defender, those sorts of things. And he has improved his scoring, apparently, exponentially, since he's really been playing formal basketball and stuff. But, so we'll see if that develops further. It's going to be tough to tell on a 10-day contract, because, obviously, the Raptors (laughs) have had 10-day guys they've kept for just 10 days and let them go. But, if he can come in and be that sort of energizer, rebounder, that's one thing, right? And the Raptors have a lot of guys that can do that. Even Chris Boucher does that. More of a natural four position. Even though I... What is Chris Boucher's height? Regar- I, it's 6'10". 6'10", yeah. 6'11". But he's a he's a thinner frame 6'10", right? He got bullied by... I don't even know the name of that deep bench center on the LA Lakers. We've seen it happen with oh, Dwight yeah. Howard at times. So Boucher's a natural four. But the thing about it, where this guy has in size, he lacks in height. 6'9", for a center, mm-hmm. is a little bit small. It's... You know, if you're Montrezl Harrell height. Yeah, exactly. Right. So in Montrezl Harrell, he's a guy that's highly touted, a really remarkable offensive player. Right. He won six man of the year last season. He he's very strong on the end of the floor. Struggles on defense. Now this guy is known for his defense and is an undersized center as well. So that's one of the potential limitations for him and the Raptors. We've been running OG Ananobi. I, I don't. I don't even know the the proper heights of all of our guys, but what what's OG's height? Because he's been running Six, the eight. yeah the de facto center so far this season, and yes, he's a great on ball defender and is a really massive guy. It'll be interesting to see how he lines up on the court with OG. But OG even struggles down there trying to guard those natural big men. So maybe the OG's height. a three. There's yeah. OG yeah. is a three, just straight up. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a small four. He's a three, and he's a good enough defender to where he can guard any guy on a given possession. But you're just wasting OG playing the center center spot. So I I think if we might see those same struggles with him, even though he's a high energy player, that's one of the the big questions I have. And then obviously the shooting, how he'd fit on the offensive end, is a a big factor. Yeah, but you mentioned that we picked up and dropped 10-day contract guys henry ellinson i believe that's his name that started the season oh my dog's going crazy i'm gonna pass it back to you to talk about that 
<laughs> yeah, and you brought up Henry Ellison. The Raptors have had 10-day guys. We had a, the other guy, I don't even remember his name at this point, another high-energy guy that played on the Raptors G League team at this point. Remember when everyone okay. was out? I'm, yeah. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. So my, my point about Henry Ellison was going to be that He's, he came in to be more of a shooting big because I think at the time that he was brought in, yes, the center spot was an issue, but we did want a little bit more scoring from the bench and he shot from the perimeter pretty well on the G League. But then he came in and again, the best three-point shooters in the NBA are shooting low 40s, right? So to get up that, you need to take at least two shots. You might not even make those first two. At that point, you're just, you're wasting shots from, valuable shots right guys you want gary trent jr you want the ball in his hand you want malachi flynn getting his reps up so that wasn't the move but this guy he's not going to come in that that could be a criticism that he can't stretch the floor but if his energy trans oh the dog again i apologize <laughs> to the podcast but my final point is that if he can get rebounds and blocks he'll get minutes apologize we gotta get the puppers on the podcast bro. get him get him wiling out i don't know if you're muted if the the dog's still going but you know that's how it is, and I don't know if we have to go super long with this one, but the the Raptors, it's, I want to see them play, and maybe this will be the turnaround moment for the Raptors season, bringing in a player that can uh, energize, play that role, not foul at the end of games when teams just go in on us possession after possession. We haven't really had a close game against a good team recently, so it'll be tough to tell if someone can even do that, but we play the Bulls, we play Vucevic now... Uh, tomorrow tomorrow this pod's going up tonight so i'm sure he'll get some run against vucevic maybe uh nick nurse will just say oh it's a 10-day guy we'll use in practice who knows it's it could be a nigel hayes situation or it could be an alan anderson situation who i remember was a fan favorite back in the day three-point shooting stretch that uh got a big contract from being with the raptors i think he played with the nets or he played two years with us i don't know that's a throwback name who, who knows what will happen with uh, Gillespie. I'll throw his picture back up on the screen. But anyways, you guys are the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. We're on the road to 20K subscribers. We didn't plug it throughout the video, but definitely check or subscribe to the channel. Hop in the like section. Uh, check out the TikTok, raptorsdigest.ca. Riker, do you have any last words? Check out the subscribe button and <laughs> Just check interact it out, with you know? it. You can click check it if it you want. Check it out and interact with it. Make an impression on your mouse pad when it's hovering over the subscribe button. That's it, Ben. Cheers.